Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Fast am I. Good evening. It's half past five. This is update for Friday, 12th of January, 2024 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes looking at the latest news on the Isle of Man and background to the news with sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person. Uh, this evening, the South's been betrayed, says an MHK. The nuisance development appeal has been refused. No firm opening date for the Liverpool ferry terminal. £40,000 on lighting for the Douglas Promenade Wall. And the Ravens on the road in Lancashire tomorrow. Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. Fast to my Christian Jones. Fast to my. The Education, Sports and Culture Minister Julie Edge has described a recommendation to close the southern swimming pool as a very difficult situation. Her department believes the move could save in excess of £400,000 a year, but it's caused outrage among some of her political colleagues. The steam packet says it can't commit to a firm date for the opening of the new ferry terminal in Liverpool. It's after UK media has reported it could welcome the first passengers through its doors from the end of March and the Trafalgar Hotel in Ramsey has been named a runner-up in the campaign for Real Ale's National Pub of the Year competition. Atmosphere, service and quality of beer were scrutinised among others as part of the judging process. In international news, two opposition politicians say Parliament should have been recalled before the UK and US attacked Houthi targets in Yemen. Meanwhile, the UK Foreign Secretary David Cameron is not ruling out further strikes on the Iran-backed militants. Rishi Sunak has signed a new security agreement with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. The UK has pledged £2.5 billion in military aid this year. And Annie Nightingale, Radio 1's first female DJ, has died aged 83. The BBC shares she was a pioneer and a trailblazer. Those are the update news headlines next at six. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you. Uh, Christian from the Ronaldsway Met Office. No wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea smooth or slight. And the Manx wind is now safely into the inner harbour. The weather this evening, dry and cloudy in a light northwesterly. Overnight minimum 3 degrees Celsius for Jasan. Possible drizzle first thing in a moderate westerly. Bright spells after lunch in a northwesterly. Daylight maximum eight down to three through the night into Jaduni. Showery start to Sunday, drying up later in a moderate to fresh northerly. Top temperature six degrees Celsius. Low water in about 40 minutes time. It's 16 minutes past six. High tide 18 minutes after midnight. Low water 20 to seven tomorrow morning. Sunrise 29 minutes before 9 and the lunchtime high water 29 minutes to 1. Manx Glass and Glazing are able to offer an emergency out-of-hours boarding-up service. Call 491918. 
The people of the South should feel betrayed by their government, according to one MHK, after plans to close the Southern Swimming Pool were revealed. Education, Sport and Culture Minister Julie Edge MHK says it's a very difficult decision and insists those in the South will still have access to a pool. Juan Watterson, the Speaker of the House of Keys, is one of the members for Russian. Absolutely furious and, if anything, somewhat betrayed by the government. I think the people of the South should feel thoroughly let down by the government at this stage. Not only have they been completely unable to make any meaningful progress on a secondary school, which we were promised years ago, another kick in the teeth now with the idea that they are going to close the the southern swimming pool as well. Loads of options unconsidered. However, they seem to wish to press ahead without even really thinking about it. And it's, it just strikes me as being a completely unfair way of approaching the whole problem. One of those options is that the good people of the east of the island don't pay towards swimming pools at all. This is a, a national issue with local provision and the rate income that could be generated through that equality of swimming pools rate across the island would raise a further sort of probably hundred at least thousand pounds to help go towards this problem I, I do think this is a national issue and yet there are also another two swing pools in addition to the nsc in douglas one at balakamine that the department of education is happy to pay and prop up whilst closing a facility in the south of the island so i, I just don't think that uh, all of the options have really fairly been considered i think that the people of the south should feel betrayed by the government at this stage, given the lack of progress on a high school that was known about the need for eight years ago, uh, the fact that we're now closing down this facility. Um, I appreciate as much as anyone that money is tight, but I don't think this is any way to run a country. Douglas Council's agreed to spend £40,000 on decorative lighting, which will be set into art panels in the new Promenade Sea Wall. Councillor Falk Horning says the Promenade's a focal point and it's provided lighting for similar projects. Douglas the city council is a, a public lighting authority in the city, so it is consistent with other installations that we've done, for example, in the cultural area that we have provided the funding for the lighting there. Of course, all the uh, lighting in um, other projects like the statues and so on, we've done that, so it is consistent with that. 40000 is a lot of money um, for what some people might just see as decorative lighting. Where is this money coming from? It is from underspend uh, in that department, um, so we've got underspend because we didn't have have enough manpower uh, recently so we couldn't do all the projects that we wanted to do and some of that money from the maintenance pot will come into this project here. This, these parts if it doesn't all go in a timely manner within the next one and a half years then the, uh, then the parts can be reused in other projects um, so they are of a very general nature. While £40,000 is a lot of money um, it is promenade which is focal point of, for the city. It is where many of the uh, social events are held. There's is where you take your family out for some ice cream and where you would enjoy yourself on, a, on an afternoon and where you take your visitors when they come to the island. So it is a focal point and £40,000 in this instance makes sense. There were many people who said um, that the seawall is going to aesthetically negatively impact the promenade, which with the first planning application would have been the case. Then the DOI has put in a better planning application with art installations and we are basically following this trend that we have asked for better installations that is more better aesthetically attractive by agreeing to the funding for lighting. 
Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. For the first time since early November, the Ravens are on the road in the NWCFL Premier Division tomorrow when they face Padium on the outskirts of Burnley. FC Alaman's boss, Paul Jones, is confident the side can produce a good response to their spectacular collapse at home against Charnock Richard last weekend. We've not reflected on it too much. I don't, I don't think you can look too much into four minutes of football you know so we're we're remembering about the good stuff that we did and, and what got us into that kind of 2-0 lead and, and how we reacted you know reasonably positively once the, the mad kind of four to ten minute spell had occurred you know we've had some a little bit of reflections on how we can maybe control those moments a little bit better and make sure we're, we're in control of our emotions and then our, our, our actions should things like that happen again the journey for the group is to find ways to reset quicker and to make sure that whether they can do that as an individual and also as a group that you know one mistake shouldn't define a game whether you're a goalkeeper or whether you're a centre forward and you've just got to keep going back to what you know you do well and what the team does well and, and keep delivering that on a consistent basis no matter what is happening outside the game whether that's a referee decision or a miss or a mistake or whatever the opposition might be trying to do to put us off then we've just got to be much more focused in terms of what we are in control of and I think if we can get back to doing that we'll be in a good place we're creating more chances um, than we than we have so uh, as long as we can keep doing that I know that we will have those opportunities it's ensuring that we that we finish off the chances that we have within the game and we're really kind of resilient out of possession to restrict a Padium team that I wouldn't say they've surprised us after we played them at home I thought we we dominated that game and deservedly won that game but they they found a rhythm and found a rich vein of form and they're able to pick a very consistent starting 11 and group and and that's helped them to find a really good rhythm and they're getting some good results so they'll be playing with lots of confidence. We're more than a match for any team in this division when we turn up for 95 minutes. And I expect, because of how well, how well we know the group, to have a reaction. Good evening, Fast It's 20 to 6 this Friday evening, live from Douglas in the Isle of Man on Manx Radio. This is Update. Plans to demolish and redevelopment the former nuisance building on North Key and Douglas have been refused again following appeal. Here's Lewis Foster. The proposals to turn the registered building site into a block of 10 apartments and three bar slash restaurant units were originally refused in September 2022, with an appeal launched just days later on the 4th of October. The former warehouse is made up of two buildings dating back to 1786, which are said to be important survivors illustrating the development of Douglas's Quayside and emerging industry of trade. When the initial application was refused, planning officers said the building in its current state could be preserved. At the time, Kell Properties hit out at what it saw as an injustice in allowing our side it said to only speak for a timed three minutes and yet five members of the planning team together with their consultant and also several public members were allowed to speak constantly against the plans. The reason for refusal from the Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture now states, notwithstanding its general condition, sufficient justification for demolition of the registered building has not been demonstrated. Moreover, the design of the proposed redevelopment, which includes demolition of numbers 22, 23, 25 and 26 North Quay, as well as demolition of the registered building, is not of sufficient quality to preserve or enhance the character or appearance of the North Quay conservation area, which would be harmed. Kelman Limited has three months to challenge the decision by lodging a petition of dolience. 
Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Another vessel, Manxman, left Hesham at nine minutes past two. She's safely on the link span in Douglas Harbour now, discharging and recharging, and off at 7.45 this evening to Hesham, arriving at half past 11. The 0.215 uh, overnight departure from Hesham arrives in Douglas at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning, and the morning departure for Manxman, 8 o'clock, heading to Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. And talking of the Steam Packet, apparently the packet says it can't commit to a firm date for the opening of the new ferry terminal in Liverpool. It's after reports in UK media says it could welcome the first passengers through the doors at the end of March. The story from Amy Griffiths. In a statement, Managing Director Brian Thompson says they're excited about the hoped improved passenger experience, but have to be realistic about timelines. The company says the project is nearing completion, but there are still a number of tests to do. It's hoped the first birth fit trials will take place in early March, with the Manannan set to be the first vessel to attempt mooring there. If that goes to plan, SPC says it expects to be in a position to undertake mooring trials and familiarisation towards the end of March. This is said to be quite an intensive set of manoeuvres, needing vessels to be brought alongside at all states of tide and in different weather conditions, so a full picture can be built for the risk assessments and safety management system. The Manannan is set to be running from Liverpool at the end of March, and while it's hoped it will be from the new terminal, there is a contingency plan for sailings to take place via the existing facilities if work's not finished. The Manxman's expected to visit the new terminal for trials in April, with its first passenger sailing planned for November. Mr Thompson says all being well, they're on schedule to commence operations in the spring, but until the birth fit has taken place and the trials have started, they won't be in a position to commit to a firm date for the first passenger sailing. He admits it's been a bigger project than most people expect and a lot has changed since it started. Mr Thompson says one thing that's changed is the commercial underpinnings and they've been working with the Department of Infrastructure to re-evaluate the heads of terms that were signed early on in the process. He believes those talks are going well and they should be in a position to sign off on the lease shortly, which will allow work to start within the terminal and around the facility to welcome passengers as soon as possible. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before six, Air Astana, the flag carrier of Kazakhstan, expects to go ahead with its initial public offering on both the London and Kazakh stock exchanges, which will likely come alongside a sale of existing shares and a global depository receipt held by the BAE Systems. The offering will include an issue of new shares and those GDRs in addition to the sale of those held by BAE Systems and the Kazakh Sovereign Wealth Fund. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. UK pub chain JD Weatherspoon signed an exclusive agreement with... Uh, Bourne Leisure's Haven Holidays to operate at its parks. Haven runs 38 parks in the UK and the first on-site pub will open at Primrose Valley in Filey, North Yorkshire in March. Haven's Chief Operating Officer Peter Blake says they're the first holiday provider to partner with Weatherspoons. Haven was acquired by Blackstone in 2021 and has invested more than £170 million in its parks over the past year. The Weatherspoon deal is part of an additional £4 million investment to improve food and beverage 
offering. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets closed higher as investors digested fresh UK economic data. The dollar index gave up earlier gains. Oil rose as the US and Britain carried out strikes against Houthi military targets in Yemen. And gold eased as hawkish remarks from the Fed fueled worries that high interest rates could stay unchanged beyond March. The numbers from Ramsey Crookall are the close in London. The FTSE 100 up six tenths of a percent, 7,624. The DAX in Frankfurt up almost nine tenths of a percent at the close, 16,690. A short time ago, New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial is uh, down four tenths of a percent, 37,562. The NASDAQ Tech Stocks Index up just over a tenth of a percent at 14,986. The S&P 500 in Chicago up uh, seven hundredths of a percent, barely a tenth of a percent at 4,783. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 27.4 cents, and one euro, 16.2 cents. In commodities, gold's up just over one percentage point at $2,051 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude up slightly eight hundredths of a percent at $78.39. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Cheerwater from Ramsey Crookall, and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house or the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. You should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Isle of Man Watersports. Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Here's the relevant information this weekend. If you're sailing, kayaking, windsurfing, paddleboarding, sea swimming, diving or surfing, sea temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And for Saturday tomorrow, the wind is west or northwesterly for three or four, veering north or northwesterly in the afternoon. Wave height less than half a metre, wave period two to four seconds. High tide, half past midday, and for Sunday the 14th, the wind is northerly or northwesterly. Force three or four, increasing northerly. Force five or six, wave height less than half a metre. Wave period three to four seconds. High tide, Sunday afternoon at 20 past one. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. An Onken resident's been jailed for almost 10 years after stabbing a man in an horrific attack which caused the victim to have two of his ribs removed at Douglas Courthouse, Tessa Hawley. Callum Thomas Radcliffe, formerly of School Road, stabbed the man on the 16th of March 2022. Seven months later, whilst on bail for the offence, he carried out an aggravated burglary. At Douglas Courthouse, the 33-year-old's offending was described as horrific. Radcliffe was found guilty of wounding the man and causing him grievous bodily harm following a trial last year. A victim impact statement read out during the sentencing hearing described how he'd spent a number of weeks in hospital after the attack and had sustained large scars as a result. I can't do the things I enjoy, the victim told the court. I feel like a shell of my former self. The man revealed he'd been left with a hernia the size of a football 
fall and had suffered from anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder and had become paranoid and untrusting. A victim impact statement from the man whose home Radcliffe burgled in the early hours of the 29th of October 2022 was also read to the court. It was a charge he'd previously pleaded guilty to. The court heard Radcliffe had entered the property in Royal Court in Onken, armed with a knife and hammer, and stole cannabis. His actions, the victim said, had changed him as a person. He told the court he struggled to leave the house or socialise and his mental health had been affected. Radcliffe's advocate told the court her client had been dragged into the burglary by someone else and added the stabbing was not premeditated. Sending Radcliffe to prison for nine years and four months, Deemster Graham Cook told him, you have a serious history of violence going back many years. These two offences were horrific. Manx Radio Sport. Faster my Rob Pritchard. Faster my good evening. Starting with football and the race remains firmly on at the top of the Canada Live Men's Premier League going into the latest Isle of Man football fixtures this weekend. Top of the table Peel travelled to St John's this evening for a Friday night clash. Whilst Air United, level with Peel on points and with a game in hand, are looking to bounce back from their first defeat of the season last weekend when they host Douglas Royal on Saturday. League ties across the division will get underway at 2pm tomorrow. There's also three rearranged ECAP FA Cup preliminary round ties which start slightly earlier at 1.15. In rugby, Douglas will be hoping to keep up their recent impressive form when they travel to Whitchurch in Regional 2 Northwest tomorrow afternoon. Recent results have lifted the Manx side of the standings and they face a Whitchurch team they've already beaten this campaign. Manx Radio's rugby correspondent Dave Christian thinks given their latest performances Douglas can start to think bigger for the rest of the season. Three back-to-back wins now have pushed them well away from the bottom end of the table. Whitchurch only just ahead of Douglas in the table. They've beaten them at home. Let's see if they can do it away. Elsewhere, Vagabonds travel to face Marple in Counties 4 ADM Langs Cheshire on Saturday, whilst there'll be two games locally in the Ravenscroft Bank Shield, Ramsey versus Southern Nomads and Western Vikings versus Castletown. And after some dramatic results in last weekend's opening day fixtures, week two of the latest men's and ladies' Manx hockey season takes place throughout Saturday. Among the headlines last weekend, reigning champions in the respective Premier Leagues, Castletown Ladies A and Backers Men's A, both suffered defeats. The latter of those two face Castletown Men's A tomorrow in the men's Premier League. Manx Radio's hockey correspondent Ben Cunningham thinks backers will have a task on their hands to try and bounce back. I really can't pick a winner out of this one. I think this could be a stalemate. Both Castletown and Backers, of course, Backers lost last weekend. Castletown got a good start to their season and will definitely have their heads up high. Backers will definitely want to make amends. You can see a full list of tomorrow's Isle of Man hockey fixtures at manxradio.com. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way, the 5.25 Logan Air from Manchester came in a quarter of an hour early. The 5.28 Logan Air from Liverpool, returning patient transfer plane is on time. Then it's the 8 o'clock Logan Air from London City showing on time. Just one departure tonight. The 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool is showing on time. On the roads, resurfacing work at Braddon Bridge. Well, weekdays, the road is one way heading east into Douglas from Braddon Bridge, around about to Quarter Bridge. West out of Douglas, diversion onto the Newcastle Town Road and Saddle Road. And at weekends, so from tomorrow, Braddon Bridge is closed in both directions from 8 o'clock tomorrow uh, till about 4.30 Sunday afternoon, dependent on progress made. It may be later in the day if necessary. Diversion signs in place. All the details at maxradio.com. 
In Douglas Hillside Avenue is closed through to Circular Road for adjacent office window replacement and a section of Switzerland Road is closed till November for construction work. Still those temporary lights on Lord Street between the bus station and Duke Street for scaffolding work. In Sandton, Money Road's closed for drainage work. In Colby, phase closures on the Ballakill Ferg Road until June for water main work. Temporary lights on King Edward Road in Oncombe between Groudall and the A2 for trial pit work. In the north, uh, Kindrogan Road in Andrus closed in phases for water main work. South of Kurt Michael, temporary closures on the Ballalai Road for water main work. Silverdale Road is closed between the Ballamoda and the Fildraw Road for resurfacing work. And off-road, the Heritage Trails closed between Crosby and Glenvine for duct insulation work. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with Keyside. And check it on the Matrix signs this evening. There is no problem on the mountain road. Thanks for tuning in to Banks Radio and uh, you're part of a growing band of listeners on the Isle of Man and elsewhere who've been kind enough to say they like and enjoy half an hour of nothing but Manx news and often listen to a week's worth of updates as podcast to get a flavour of the Isle of Man. We really appreciate it. Politicians are continuing to react to the bumper review published this week in the island's handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Garth MHK Daphne Kane says the main lessons she thinks government need to take on board concern the island's schools and government's record keeping. I think some of the recommendations are really good but I think there are some fundamental points for government to take back not least document creation being professional and um, the filing systems to be better you know having brought a motion towards the back end of last year for the public record office to get the council of ministers papers in due course you know you'd worry that that's going to be an impossible task for the, the future public records officer to, to sift through and put in some sort of order so that people who want to research a particular time 25 years ago or plus would be able to locate all the papers that related to that but on on the covid review we are now waiting i suppose and government will be coming up with their response to this report but i could see already that in terms of the education element that that's a particular interest to me the report has found that there hasn't been enough done for the the lost covid generation in schools that there should be in my mind some covid catch-up budget support for and also the quality assessment of schools is very critical not only must that come in for all our benefit on all schools but also for the online learning element that will be a future offering because it says the 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 two to three percent per year chance of another pandemic means that we are going to face one in this short or long term, you know, there will be another pandemic and we need to be ready and prepared. And I think the single biggest failing seems to have been the dismantling of the gold control. And I think for any emergency planning increase that needs to go on now, it shouldn't have come down to one emergency planning officer and the gold control needed to be in force so that everybody had the input of the relevant information and councillor ministers had the benefit of that when they were making their decisions. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department, thanks to newsreader Christian Jones, producer Amy Griffiths. After the news at six o'clock, Rob Pritchard, our sports editor, is here with Friday Sport, Greatest Sits with Chris Tinley at 6.30, Howie Kane, Sweet and Swing Jazz at 9, Dave Moore with After Hours at 10. Have a great weekend. Updates back Monday at 5.30.
W I N.